Long History, Jacques Cartier, Journey 2, Part 3, Stadacona and Quebec City. Welcome everyone to the latest episode of Long History. This is the very source document for the journeys that Jacques Cartier took, exploring the areas that would eventually become French Canada. And we're now on to the third part of the second voyage, which began on the 19th of May, 1535. So these are the first ever European descriptions of these areas. In the previous episode, Cartier and his men met the leader of the area called Donna Connor. And Cartier was able to communicate with these men through two native people who he'd taken back to France with him on the previous journey. And these men were called Tainuanyi and Domagaya. As we begin this episode, Cartier and his men are in an area called Stadacona by the locals in the area of today's Quebec City. They're heading up the St. Lawrence River, finding many islands along the way. And as we begin this episode, they're exploring one of these islands. Before we get started, just a quick reminder that this is the seventh part of a 15 part series in total. We're covering all three of Jacques Cartier's famous journeys here. So if you haven't already listened to it, episode one will be just a few clicks away. And all the episodes, indeed every episode from Long History is gathered together on our website, longhistory.net. So here we go with Jacques Cartier, Journey 2, Part 3, Stadacona and Quebec City. How our captain went to see and note the bigness of the island and the nature of it, and then returned to the ships, causing them to be brought to the river of the Holy Cross. Chapter 3 After we were come with our boats unto our ships again, our captain caused our barks to be made ready to go on land in the said island, to note the trees that in show seemed so fair, and to consider the nature and quality of it, which things we did, and found it full of goodly trees likes to ours. Also we saw many goodly vines, a thing not before of us seen in those countries, and therefore we named it Bacchus Island. The lie of it is in length about twelve leagues, Inside very pleasant, but full of woods, no part of it manured, unless it be in certain places, where a few cottages be for fishers' dwellings as before we have said. The next day we departed with our ships to bring them to the place of the Holy Cross, and on the fourteenth of that month we came thither, and the Lord Donna Connor, Tanyuanyi and Domagaya, with twenty-five boats full of those people, came to meet us, coming from the place whence we were come, and going towards Stadacona where their abiding is. And all came to our ships, showing sundry and diverse gestures of gladness and mirth, except those two that he had brought, to wit Tainuanyi and Domagaya, who seemed to have altered, and changed their mind and purpose, for by no means they would come unto our ships albeit sundry times they were earnestly desired to do it, whereupon we began to mistrust somewhat. Our captain asked them if, according to promise, they would go with him to Ochelaga. They answered, Yea, for so they had purposed, and then each one withdrew himself. The next day, being the 15th of the month, our captain went on shore to cause certain poles and piles to be driven into the water and set up, that the better and safelier we might harbour our ships there. 
and many of those country people came to meet us there, among whom was Don O'Connor and our two men with the rest of their company, who kept themselves aside under a point or nook of land that is upon the shore of a certain river. And no one of them came unto us as the other did that were not on their side. Our captain, understanding that they were there, commanded part of our men to follow him, and he went to the said point where he found the said Donna Connor, Tanyuanyi, Tomagaya and diverse other. And after salutations given on each side, Tanyuanyi settled himself foremost to speak to our captain, saying that the Lord Donna Connor did greatly grieve and sorrow that our captain and his men did wear warlike weapons, and they not. Our captain answered, that albeit it did grieve them, yet would not he leave them off, and that, as he knew, it was the manner of France. But for all these words our captain and Donna Connor left not off to speak one to another, and friendly to entertain one another. Then did we perceive that whatsoever Tainuanyi spake was only of himself and of his fellow, for that before they departed thence our captain and Donna Connor entered into a marvellous steadfast league of friendship, whereupon all his people at once with a loud voice cast out three great cries, a horrible thing to hear, and each one having taken leave of the other for that day, we went aboard again. The day following we brought our two great ships within the river and harbour, where the waters, being at the highest, are three fathom deep, and at the lowest, but half a fathom. We left our pinnace without the road, to the end we might bring it to Ochilaga. So soon as we had safely placed our ships, behold we saw Donna Connor, Tainuanyi and Domagaya, with more than five hundred persons, men, women and children, and the said lord with ten or twelve of the chiefest of the country, came aboard of our ships, who were all courteously received, and friendly entertained, both of our captain and of us all. And diverse gifts of small value were given them. Then did Tainuanyi tell our captain that his lord did greatly sorrow that he would go to Ochilaga, and that he would not by any means permit that any of them should go with him, because the river was of no importance. Our captain answered him, that for all his saying he would not leave off his going thither, if by any means it were possible, for that he was commanded by his king to go as far as possibly he could, and that if he, that is to say Tanyuanyi, would go with him as he had promised, he should be very well entertained. Beside that, he should have such a gift given him as he should well content himself or he should do nothing else but go with him to Ochilaga and come again. To whom Tainuanyi answered that he would not by any means go, and thereupon they suddenly returned to their houses. The next day, being the 17th of September, Don O'Connor and his company returned, even as at the first, and brought with him many eels with sundry sorts of other fishes, whereof, they take great store in the said river, as more largely hereafter shall be showed. And as soon as they were come to our ships, 
According to their wonted use, they began to sing and dance. This done, Don O'Connor caused all his people to be set on the one side. Then, making a round circle upon the sand, he caused our captain with all his people to enter therein too. Then he began to make a long oration, holding in one of his hands a maiden child of ten or twelve years old, which he presented unto our captain. Then suddenly began all his people to make three great shrieks or howls in sign of joy and league of friendship. Presently upon that, he did present unto him two other young male children, one after another, but younger than the other, at the giving of which, even as before, they gave out shrieks and howls very loud with other ceremonies. For which presents, our captain gave the said lord great and hearty thanks. Then Tanyuanyi told our captain that one of the children was his own brother, and that the maiden child was daughter unto the said lord's own sister, and the presents were only given him to the end he should not go to Ochilaga at all. To whom? Our captain answered, that if they were only given him to that intent, if so he would, he should take them again for that by no means he would leave his going off, for as much as he was so commanded of his king. But concerning this, Domagaya told our captain that their lord had given him those children as a sign and token of goodwill and security, and that he was contented to go with him to Ochilaga, upon which talk great words arose between Tanyuanyi and Domagaya by which we plainly perceived that Tainuanyi was but a crafty knave, and that he intended but mischief and treason, as well by this deed as others that we by him had seen. After that, our captain caused the said children to be put in our ships, and caused two swords and two copper basins, the one wrought, the other plain, to be brought unto him and them he gave to Donna Connor, who was therewith greatly contented, yielding most hearty thanks unto our captain for them. And presently upon that he commanded all his people to sing and dance, and desired our captain to cause a piece of artillery to be shot off, because Tainuanyi and Domagaya made great brags of it, and had told them marvellous things and also because they had never heard nor seen any before, to whom our captain answered that he was content. And by and by he commanded his men to shoot off twelve cannons charged with bullets into the wood that was hard by those people in ships, at whose noise they were greatly astonished and amazed, for they thought that heaven had fallen upon them and put themselves to flight, howling, crying, and shrieking, so that it seemed hell was broken loose. But before we went thence, Tainuanyi caused other men to tell us that those men which we had left in our pinnace in the road had slain two men of their company with a piece of ordnance that they had shot off, whereupon the rest had put themselves all to flight, as though they should all have been slain, which afterwards we found untrue, because our men had not shot off any piece at all that day. 
how Donna Connor and Tang Yuanyi, with others, devised a pretty slate or policy, for they caused three of their men to be attired like devils, feigning themselves to be sent from their god Kudraini, only to hinder our voyage to Hochelaga. Chapter 4 The next day, being the 18th of September, these men still endeavoured themselves to seek all means possible to hinder and let our going to Ochelaga, and devised a pretty guile, as hereafter shall be showed. They went and dressed three men like devils, being wrapped in dogskins white and black, their faces besmeared as black as any coals, with homes on their heads more than a yard long, and caused them, secretly, to be put in one of their boats, but came not near our ships as they were wont to do, for they lay hidden within the wood for the space of two hours, looking for the tide, to the end the boat wherein the devils were might approach and come near us, which when time was, came, and all the rest issued out of the wood coming to us, but yet not so near as they were wont to do. There began Tang Yuanyi to salute our captain, who asked him if he would have the boat to come for him. He answered not for that time, but after a while he would come unto our ships. Then presently came that boat rushing out, wherein the three counterfeit devils were, with such long horns on their heads, and the middlemost came making a long oration, and passed along our ships without turning or looking toward us, but with the boat went toward the land. Then did Donna Connor, with all his people, pursue them, and lay hold of the boat and devils, who, so soon as the men were come to them, fell prostrate in the boat, even as if they had been dead. Then were they taken up and carried into the wood, being but a stone's cast off, then every one withdrew himself into the wood, not one staying behind with us, where being, they began to make a long discourse, so loud that we might hear them in our ships, which lasted above half an hour, and being ended we began to espy Tang Yuanyin Domagaya coming towards us, holding their hands upward joined together, carrying their hats unto their upper garment, showing a great admiration, and Tang Yuanyi looking up to heaven, cried three times, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! And Domagaya, doing as his fellow had done before, cried, Jesus Maria, James Cartier. Our captain, hearing them, and seeing their gestures and ceremonies, asked of them what they ailed, and what was happened or chanced anew. They answered that there were very ill tidings befallen, saying in French, Nenia il bon, that is to say, it was not good. Our captain asked them again what it was. Then answered they that their god Kudraini had spoken in Ochelaga, and that he had sent those three men to show unto them that there was so much ice and snow in that country that whosoever went thither should die. Which words, when we heard, we laughed and mocked them, saying that their god Kudraini was but a fool and a noddy, for he knew not what he did or said. Then bade we them show his messengers from us, that Christ, 
would defend them all from cold if they would believe in him. Then did they ask of our captain if he had spoken with Jesus. He answered, No, but that his priests had, and that he told them they should have fair weather. Which words, when they had heard, they thanked our captain, and departed toward the wood to tell those news unto their fellows, who suddenly came all rushing out of the wood, seeming to be very glad for those words that our captain had spoken, and to show that thereby they had had and felt great joy, so soon as they were before our ships, they all together gave out three great shrieks, and thereupon began to sing and dance as they were wont to do. But, for a resolution of the matter, Tai Nguyen Yin Domagaya told our captain that their lord Don Connor would by no means permit that any of them should go with him to Ochelaga unless he would leave him some hostage to stay with him. Our captain answered them that if they would not go with him with a good will, they should stay, and that for all them he would not leave off his journey thither. So, it's quite clear that the people in Stadacona, today's Quebec City, do not want the French to go upriver to this place called Ochelaga, which is in fact the location of today's Montreal, and they do go to extraordinary lengths to try and put the captain off from going. But the more they try to make him not go, the more he seems determined to go. In the next episode, the journey further up the river will continue, and we'll find out about this Ochelaga. Thank you for listening to this episode of Long History, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed that. As always, please don't forget to give it a like before you move on. This is the seventh of a 15-part series, so don't forget to follow if you can, so that you can be informed of when the remaining episodes are released. Thank you for listening, everyone. This was Jacques Cartier, Journey 2, Part 3, Stadacona and Quebec City. Goodbye.